Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bonjour, everyone. Saba, welcome to Private Parts. Come see, come see. I laugh a lot in this episode, maybe too much, but I just find our guest too funny. Slightly, slightly over the top. It's not over the top, I just find him so funny. Yeah, he's like your kryptonite, isn't he? Oh. It's because you guys go way back. To, I guess you're today. Two, you're two buggers, two old boy buggers from yeah. Summerfield in... Summerfields. Summerfields, sorry. Summerfielding? Summerfield. Summerfield. Summerfield was the name of my house at school. It is too. Summerfield, not Summerfields, I think. Well, there you Some go. school. Ivo Graham is on the podcast say so this is the third time we've had a couple of people recently third time players lottie moss a lot of third timers yeah i truly believe ivo is one of the funniest uk comedians i find uk comedians funnier than american comedians or other english speaking comedians i would maybe agree but i think it's probably because it's specific to your sphere of of experience old it, so. old school kevin hart was genius yeah oh my god it was so funny yeah like he he does this he does this one about batman where he, i can't i'm not i'm gonna murder it but i can't do it so i'm not gonna but he does a skit about batman mm. and the batman being a poster on his child's wall but we do today talk in uh the podcast about comedy and is there is there some people who do step over the line punching down talking about things yeah. that are easy comedy i quite like that yeah I, I think you don't you don't need to be nasty to be funny like you can be there's so much other humor and so much other things that you can talk about and connect and bring like comedy and stuff without being a cunt and this is what i've that was really really that was really aggressive but that's all right word that's good though came from the belly that came from the belly but ivo agrees with you Mm. and and i agree too i think that if you're intelligent enough you can find really funny things within anything Mm. like i mean but i'm okay okay let's test it out all right (laughs) go on Mm. make a joke about cake all right um Okay, uh, today's episode is with Ivo Graham. <laughs> Smashed it. Let's just sit back and let him do the talking. Yeah. Just had a bit of cake because it's my birthday. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention this in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. I went and bought you a card because as like, you know, mm. relatively long standing friends, you don't really buy each other cards. Relatively long standing. Is that how you describe our friendship? Yeah. I'm relatively long standing friends with him. I was just giving a depiction of how long the time has been. Depiction? Well, it's not like we've been mates for 30 years. You, this is when you were born. Yeah. You, the only person you knew was your, your, your family. All right. So, okay. well, you don't know that? Well, I think I, I might know. have been born in the woods and they might have left me there like a Spartan. <laughs> battle of squirrel. Battle of water. Yeah. Um, All right, let's just kick off the podcast. Come on, enough rambling. Why don't you renounce it, go? Renounce it. Renounce um, it. On my birthday, we have... On your birthday, I, bought, I didn't finish. I bought you a card. Oh yeah, and I left it at home. Um, on that note, we've got Ivor Graham on the podcast. Thanks, you break. Cheers. I'll let you off because it's your birthday. All right, Ivor, here it is. Hello. 
Hello, my name's Ivo Graham. I'm a stand-up comedian making great hay with the many privileges I've enjoyed in my life. And undeniably, the foremost amongst them has been my enduring old-school friendship, though I didn't actually know him at the time, with Jamie Lang <laughs> and whichever podcaster he's co-hosting with on any particular day. <laughs> Woohoo, Ivo! Oh, hey, Ivo, you're touring at the moment, aren't you? I am, thank you, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, how's um, it going? Nottingham could do with a shove. <laughs> Um, well, not, I, notting is always tricky though really yeah that's why i found out when i was doing <laughs> sorry why well as in like the transport routes are tricky anything right? for me when i did a little tour anything for me north of watford was yeah, yeah. quite tricky i love I mean, and listen jamie no one can say you haven't earned your stripes in the stand-up comedy world it, obviously in the podcasting world um and even in the touring world but it's not quite the same. I, I'm not looking at a man who's sweated over whether he can get a discounted mega train to Nottingham, um, which is an East Midlands train, but booked through the Megabus booking service. Um, you've, you've, you've not Nottinghamed properly. Was it really hard? <laughs> it was really hard. It was Nottingham was hard. And then the other one was really hard was going to uh, Southport. Right. South, Southport was really hard. Did that, you think it would be a I lovely just, port in the south? Especially <laughs> near Liverpool. It's terrible. <laughs> it, it, honestly, in Southport, they have uh, they have more funeral care homes than I have ever seen in my entire life. And I went to the cinema by myself to watch Venom. That was, what? That was my... Yeah, I don't know why you laugh. I did. Sounds like a really weird And I had a large trip. popcorn. Only time I've ever done this, Ivor. <laughs> I had a large salt popcorn that yeah. I devoured... And then I left the cinema halfway through to go and get a large sweet one to counter the salt. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like slap in the face to Southport and a slap in the face to Venom. <laughs> yeah. I, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think those are the sorts of sad meals. I mean, I had a Five Guys in Canterbury just last night. Did you? And that's, you're just sort of like, oh, what am I doing? I'm in a strange place with an hour to kill and I'm making bad choices. <laughs> Although there's so many chips in the bag. <laughs> they, if, if someone at Five Guys has ever said, let's make people really grateful to Five Guys by always having loads of chips <laughs> spilling out of the cup into the bag, <laughs> it's worked an absolute treat on me. I couldn't believe it. You know, <laughs> you, you should have gone to Greg's. Actually, yeah, no, I'm just downloading the app. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I, I, I don't think you can have the same advert too many times on one podcast, actually. I, I certainly wouldn't re record an alternative version. My lord. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've heard Alex Mitten list the hot drinks available in Greg for the third time in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, life, life has really turned out. No, way I, I, I speak with nothing but envy for every aspect of this whole slick operation. Oh. I don't have my own podcast. Um, loved, loved a guest. Uh, and know that t to host one would be a good creative and undeniable Why haven't you done it? Because I am uh, um, indecisive, uh, lazy, sometimes busy, although often not, racked by self-doubt, and also don't know how good I'd be at some of the masterful uh, business aspects of a podcast, like saying to your friend with a straight face, hey, Alex, and, uh, and, and food's always better when it's free, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really have listened to it. Like, <laughs> he actually has listened to it. I didn't realise. It's because because Ivo won't won't skip it. He'll just go. Oh, just no, 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 no. I'll, I'll listen and I'll learn. That's always been my policy. You can't, you can't skip life. Um, the, but the, the irony that I'm not I'm not putting food on the table for my own daughter because I'm not willing to talk about how food itself is always well, better when it's free. Have you been down to Greg's? Because it's actually free if, you, if you're <laughs> sure of. If you're on the app, yeah. um, what's, what, what are the kid options like? I don't know. It wasn't on. It wasn't on the list. It wasn't on. The list. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you still enjoy touring though? Is it? Or yeah, does it's it, great. Is and it really? Now it's nice to be because um, 
may I be the first person to say, after the last three years, it's nice to be back out doing, you know, I've actually find, started to find it a little bit. Like I've, I've got a bit in the show which is about doing a, a gig on Zoom and um, one of, um, I think the bit stands on its, on its own. You sort of get into it by being like, it's so nice to be gig- gigging again. But it's been a year and a half now. And like when you see, you can see bands and like in every concert, there's this, I'm sure very sincere, but think about, oh, and is it so great to be like back in a room with people? I think that like that gratitude is really, that uh, there's there was a lot of indoors and and now this sort of like buzz of being back is clearly not worn off for a lot of people. What What is the bit about the uh, bit on the Zoom? I was doing a Freshers' Week comedy gig on Zoom and... Um, not, not a wholesome experience for anyone. Not the freshest week they were hoping for at St. Andrews University. Why were you doing a, You did a freshest well, week. It's, it's sta- stand up. Over, stand up over via Zoom. Zoom. Yes. It's amazing. It was 2020, Jamie. It was literally private parts and the St. Andrews <laughs> University freshest week Zoom comedy night. That was the sum total of my work for six months. Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't very interested in my school magazines there either, I can tell you. <laughs> So um, what was that going? One of them was um, one of them was making a risotto in his kitchen on the other side of the room, <laughs> just like not even by the laptop, just not even looking at it. And so you're sort of like begging through the laptop to be like, can you <laughs> just let it simmer yeah, for yeah. it and come and sit down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a meal you can rush, famously. <laughs> it was. It, 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 is, he was making a risotto, yeah. Yeah. not even looking. Your classic Freshers' Week meal, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite. That's I came quite, to university to play. It's quite high end for, for university food. Who is this guy making a risotto? I like to start the most debauched week of my life with a solid ninety minute meal for one. How things have changed since we went to, to uni. We've got a visibly desperate Graham on line one, but this stock's not going to pour itself in gently, bit by bit. So it, oh my god, that must be horrific to do it on Zoom. It wasn't great, but then um, I mean, it was like it was. It was. I think it was better than nothing. I liked doing the, the Zoom gigs. Mm. I liked lots of aspects of being at home. I liked, you know, not having to, uh, you know, I, I, it, you know, the, our, our experiences in, in Nottingham and Southport and Canterbury. Mm. None of that when you're on Zoom. Obviously, you mm. can just make your sweet and salted popcorn and watch Venom at home. You barely have to, you, you know, pause it for twenty minutes to do your gig and then straight back in. But do you, but is there a sense also because I feel like this happens because you got you you're your dad. You're, you're a dad. I'm a dad. You're a dad. I'm a dad, Jimmy. You're, you're a freaking dad. Mm. Do you think, firstly, before I go into that, do you think you have the qualifications of being <laughs> a dad? <laughs> do you think you do? I feel like... I think I do, actually. Yeah. I, 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 what uh, makes a good dad? Oh, man, I know. What this, this is it? quite heavy-duty stuff for private parts, actually. I don't know. I was, I was ready for sort of more expensive cameras and lighting. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for a sort of... <laughs> Parkinson-esque approach because I always think with dads though this is the thing or, or parents in general you know there's no you suddenly just become one there's no like easing into it you um, suddenly, you, you your your partner has a baby or you would you adopt a baby or whatever happens you, you suddenly have a baby and then you're suddenly you need no license you need no um certificate you need a license you to drive. need no license you need no <laughs> license you just suddenly you're just suddenly a parent yeah that's what I find wild about it. I, I do think, obviously, that certain aspects of it are very uh, intimidating. And you're never, you're never completely ready. But I think they do try to lay out a little bit of a runway for the new parents. You've got your nine months, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got your, your classes that you can go to at the hospital. You can read your books. You could even hang out with some uh, friends and their children. If you're, if you're an uncle or an aunt, then maybe you've got a bit of practice already. I do think like, I, I had a fairly clear idea of what it would be. I think, I think the thing that's sort of that you're not really 
able to imagine is how it will affect all the rest of your life. Mm. But I think the you know the experience of looking after a child and you know having to do it all night and change it like that. So I don't. I didn't find that hugely surprising. And also now. I mean, obviously, you'll just be doing a podcast about having a baby yeah. next. That's, yeah. that's, that's surely Every, next. Everything's yes. a commodity. Everything <laughs> Every aspect of your life is yeah. a dollar sign. <laughs> Grimacing her way through the second trimester podcast with Jamie as he insists that there's still time she, to curl out another she, TikTok. She's now breaching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These TikToks aren't good for my pelvic floor. The content must never cease. <laughs> I can imagine you doing that, Jay. Of course I would. It's what, it, yeah. it's, it's it's what I do. It's what I want, of course. It's what I do. Um, and, you know, and uh, I think that sort of thing, you know, there's a lot of very successful parenting podcasts and they, yeah. uh, I think they have been really helpful to new parents. I've listened. In fact... Did I've you got, listen I've, to Josh's and, yeah, and I've, Rob's? I've got a quite specific beef, but just to step off the parenting trend for a second. Yeah. So you've had Josh on this podcast a while ago yeah. mm. and you've, you've really thrown me under the bus, okay? So when I was last on the podcast, I guess I'm, I didn't remember saying this. And in many ways, I'm honoured that you remembered and it's a credit to you as a, as a podcaster and as a friend and as a historian. I think I said once that I had an inkling that I would love to try stand-up comedy because I was watching Mock the Week once in my student common room <laughs> at boarding school. Yes. And I sort of just had an idea of what one of the punchlines might be. And then that was the punchline that the comedian said. <laughs> yes, yes. I think I said it to Phil Wang. I think it was Phil Wang. <laughs> How far has this story gone? Because I know what Whittacombe's got hold of it because it was punted straight onto our text group and it's been... <laughs> really, was yeah. it? <laughs> so the, 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 the Lang upgrade, and of course, we're all upgrading all of the time. A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still doing up its laces. But I, Ivo said to me, I, Ivo came on the podcast and you told me, Ivo, you went, um, I was sitting in the common room earlier at Eton and uh, I was watching Mot the Week. And before the punchline came out, you said the punchline, you thought, I could be a comedian. Right. But even then, we're watching, what we're watching, we're watching live upgrading. Mm. Because I'm, yeah, that, that's, that's loosely what I said. And I, and I stand by it. That is what happened. And I volunteered that information on a, uh, on, on, on a podcast, which does solid numbers. Um, I, but, but I would have, I think, said it under duress, under quite a lot of lang pressure, with a sort of air of embarrassment, as if, like, I didn't think I was better than the comedians on Mock the Week uh, when I was 16, or indeed now. And, it, and I, it's, it's a show in which I famously struggled. I, oh, wait, hang on. I, have, I, I detailed it yeah. totally <laughs> differently. Like well, so I've since listened to the podcast, but I first received news of it when Widdicombe pops up on the text group. And uh, he's obviously it's, it's it's only a text, but you can just tell he's grinning like a Cheshire cat because <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gone on private parts. Um, a, a, a surprising left turn, uh, to be honest. But it's he's he's really struck gold when it comes to <laughs> screwing me over. And uh, oh my god, Jamie and Alex have told him that when I was on the podcast. I used to boast about how I knew I could be a comedian because I would watch comedy shows at school and I'd always know the punchlines before it was said them. And always is such a game changer there. <laughs> always is so, it's such a dramatic term, always. So Josh, um, he's a, a, a very amusing texter who likes to present 
uh, gossip, usually in the form of a quiz. Mm. So this was his quiz. Just did Jamie Lang's podcast. Uh, sorry, Alex, you've, uh, you've not made it into the question there. Um, and he it's told a, a story about how Ivo knew that he should be a comedian. What was it? A, he once had a dream where Lee Evans told him he should give it a go. B, as a kid, he would watch comedy shows on TV and know all the punchlines before they said them. <laughs> C, he didn't want to be a comic, but everyone at his school kept telling him he had a gift. <laughs> D, he once made a joke in a school assembly that even made the teachers laugh and he felt, he felt like he was coming home. And E, he used to submit jokes for the Now Show from the age of 13 under an assumed name. <laughs> Imagine watching th th that text come in and then watching everyone guess all of the other options because option B... It's too much. It's, it's, ludicrous. it's ludicrous. It couldn't possibly be B. <laughs> so people are... People are really enjoying this. Who, who's in the group? Who's in the group? It's not for me to give away everyone in the text group, but I think it was um, I think it was Nish Kumar who came up with the, the nickname uh, Precog, um, which is have you, have you seen the film Minority Report? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Precogs, the, precogs <laughs> the characters who lie in the bath, and their, their their main and indeed sole purpose is they're able to tell when murders are going to happen. They're, they're also completely hairless. <laughs> completely they? hairless. Yeah, yeah. So, don't worry, that Photoshop was knocked out pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> of, of, a, of a bald Ivo Graham lying in a bath waiting for Andy Parsons to say the precog <laughs> like it's Monoch Report is one of my favourite films it's thing. actually it's great quite, it's really good it's so I, th I think it's going to become like reality. I think precogs are going to be real. Oh yeah, no, it it's definitely feels like we're yeah. getting closer to yeah. Minority Report now. Yeah. But but they are quite, you know, Samantha Morton absolutely brilliant in the role. But it's not like you're not watching it going like that'd be a fun life, just sort of like trembling in horror in a bathtub. <laughs> I think that's just general life these days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Waking up in the bath, the, trembling. The, that's where I do my best trembling actually yeah, in, the, yeah. in the bath. Yeah. Obviously, I've got Mot the Week on one screen. I've got eight out of ten cats on another. I'm seeing them all live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but literally one. Ivo's a cock. I'm guessing the punchline. You came in. Oh my God, I just find it so funny. I was on Mark the Week uh, again. A, a very fortunate rebooking given, uh, I'd said very little the previous time, but I was on again. <laughs> And again, you know, uh, I'm confident in my comedic chops and I prepared and I said a couple of things, but there were long stretches where I was saying absolutely nothing. Do you know what it's like to have... I kept thinking of the precog thing, being like, where are my precog skills now? Yeah, yeah. I'm sat here and it's happening and I literally can contribute and it'll be beneficial to my career. <laughs> Get me in that bath. Yeah, yeah. Shave me. Shave. I'm, I'm too, I've got too much hair. Shave me, darling. That's, that's how Dara always knows what to say. Yeah. He's precogged himself for years. Dara is very precoggy. <laughs> That'd be a big bath, actually. <laughs> Let me get in the bath with you, Dora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for the scenes we'd like to see around. <laughs> bathe together with O'Brien. So I, you know, listen. It was, oh, it was a great. It was a great Damn day on the you, text Dara. How do you always know? <laughs> oh my god! It's so funny. Bathing with O'Brien. You understand all the Suddenly you're hosting everything. I'm just imagining it, like, the, the tip of his like bald head just emerging over the bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that is so good.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you get nervous on those shows, Ivo? Yeah, I, I think I, I, it's, it's very hard because you're sort of... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I think I think panel shows are quite tricky because you, you've got to know when to jump in mm. and you've got to... Uh, assume it's competitive as well, isn't it? How, so how, how much is pre... Is it any pre-cog? pre well, for me, yeah. everything yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking you out of the equation. <laughs> pre-cog is so genius. I've seen it like a beach ball. <laughs> um, but I think, well, the, the, the topical ones, I think, are both the, the, the easiest to prep for because they're literally about what's been in the news that week. Um, and but also the hardest because obviously some of the comics on them do do comedy about the news and also if, even if you do stuff that isn't really about the news sometimes you can find a way to sort of shoehorn it in mm. but broadly I'm not very uh, you know I, I, like if, if I'm if I'm at a, you know at the pub I'm not rushing to say something funny about what's happened in politics that day yeah. I, don't, I don't tweet a lot of that sort of thing I find it very stressful I find it's very easy to sort of say the wrong thing politically mm. obviously I think we have a you know um uh, enjoyed a, a great deal of sort of privilege, which you've got, you've got to be quite careful to check if ever you're sort of wading in on um, any sort of. That's a battleground, isn't it? Because of the because of the privileged background, because of the sort of schooling and things like that, it's quite hard to 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 have an opinion, isn't it? And I think even if you're trying to distance yourself from it, then you've, you're wary of seeming too much of a. Uh, it might seem sort of quite performative, or that you're like a sort of mm. champagne socialist, or that, or, or, or that it, you know, you say something which is then going to come back to sort of haunt you in sort of five or ten years when you make an incredibly cynical or cold-hearted like business decision. Or like, you know what I mean? Do, like, do you find that hard now with comedy, right? <clears throat> which is where because you know jokes don't age the same as they used to. Do you now have to almost do you double think what you're saying within jokes because you're like okay, is this going to age well or do you not have that problem? <laughs> Sorry, I just keep thinking. He's like, I, I know it's going to age well because I can see so far into the future that this is going to be a banger in 50 I just, years. I keep laughing in my own head. Dara, please let me get into the bath with you. <laughs> Dara, get out of the tub. Dara, Dara, can I just jump in quickly? Maybe just even get under the shower head just to see if I'm going to get cancelled for this one in 10 years. Just, just, just a quick little quick dips. Please, please, Dara. I'm just even imagining Dara as like some oracle you go to to see if you're going to be cancelled in 50 years. Just let me put my head under the shower head. Oh my god. <laughs> it's such a good it's very, image. It's, it's such a brilliant it's, it's image. It's very hard to respond to any of the other sort of uh, more admirably serious questions oh, where we just keep, keep going back to that one. But it is true, though. It must that must happen where you know there are so many comedians <laughs> that have said things in the past that haven't aged well. So it, and and comedy now is like a minefield in some cases because there, there are so many things that people have different opinions and stuff like that. And comedy, in my take of it, where people we, you would take situations political situations the news whatever it was um and you would twist it to give a punchline that was um surprising mm. and that's what makes it funny right it's a but now that's hard sometimes because people don't take it as a joke and that's tricky in comedy what do you think 
Um, I think that I think you do, you do, you do have to be careful, uh, but I think that's good. I think it's good. Um, I think you know doesn't. That's oh, not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing to to have to have a certain degree of self awareness and um, uh, you know respect and care. I think it's hard when you're you know in a slightly more like live scenario. You know if you're if you're if you're if you're sort of in some sort of free flowing chat on a on a panel show or if you're even at a live gig where so many of them are sort of recorded or people report back from things they've said at gigs, you can get carried away in the moment. And um, and obviously you don't want to be checking yourself to such an extent that you never say anything remotely sort of, you know, instinctive. Mm. And you have to trust that audiences will sort of judge everything on a contextual basis. But I, I just think there's a danger with, you know, I think there is more scrutiny and I think there, there are more consequences now in the sort of comedy world. But I, I think it's a very slippery slope when comedians start talking about how, Oh, it's it's you know it's changing comedy or even it's ruining comedy because that's I, I wrong. Just, I just don't, I just you don't think, think it's true. Is. And I think really you know I think skilled operators um, uh, can still kind of say whatever they want and um, and 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 get away with it uh, because they're understood by their audience or in some cases because if, if they're already very successful they're protected by the platforms they're on almost. Not as many people get cancelled as I think, no they don't. You know, so, but yeah. also you're because you're I, I, you're like me we're all of us, we're sort of quite people pleasers. So we don't want to actually mm. upset anyone. There are co comedians who like their comedy is... Well, it's, um, it's the joke at someone else's expense, isn't well, it? Well, there's comedy can, right... Can be, they, it can be slightly lazier, I feel. This is the It's like sort of bullying at school. It's quite easy to like target someone or something. And who are you talking about, man? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my jam. Do you, do you think Jamie's is, 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 is punching downwards? <laughs> He's right on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You think I'm punching you, downwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put on a good sort of veneer. <laughs> then I'm but secretly, down. You're who like, am I punching the, down the, to? The, the you can't get the problem is like, the, the you're, poor. Yeah, you hate poor people. God, just say that. I know it's the truth hurts. <laughs> even even Spencer wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's not the BBC. We can say it. But, but I mean, there are there are co comedians who who do punch down, um, and that's their comedy. Uh, it, it, I mean, I know you're going to be careful about what you say because you know whatever. But um, what do you think? Do you think that's? Do you think it's funny for people to do that, or are there, there's a certain audience that like that, right? Um, I do, I don't think that um, it's uh, there's an audience who like that, but I don't, I don't think that's great, really. I think it's fun to try and work out how you can say controversial things, but uh, under sort of an umbrella of. Uh, you know, decency and I suppose more cynically, like yeah. likability. Like I, I've definitely found that when I started, I was very much like, how can I be uh, most likable? Um, you know, I've come, from, I've gone to Eton, I've gone to Oxford, even if not, I'm not mentioning these things on stage. It's quite evident from, you know, I'm a sort of very posh 19 year old. Mm. Um, I've obviously got all of Mock the Week just locked away in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the confidence of somebody who's been quoting Mock the Week. <laughs> you know, annoying that was for everyone else in the common room. Um, but it's like, so, so try and work on ways which, you know, you can sort of tell self deprecating stories, which were not, not hard to come by because as a teenager, you've got loads of self deprecating stories. Mm. And, um, and then, and actually as an adult, you sort of, um, uh, you've been going a few years, you're a bit more confident on stage. You want to excite yourself a bit more by, by pushing your own boundaries, even a tiny bit. And also, you know, that some of the stuff doesn't work so well. Like 
you know, I, I, sometimes I'll dip into quite old material. Usually the thing is you do a new show at Edinburgh every year mm. and that's got to be new. But when you're doing gigs around about the place, particularly slightly tougher gigs like, a, you know, a rowdy gig on a Friday night or a sort of, you know, possibly like a corporate gig, you dip into older, more tried and tested material or you go to your like... Oh, you what, go to your, your, your Swiss imagine, Army knife that you your know. Swiss Army knife of like, and that's usually still like the stuff that you use to introduce people the first time. Wow. Like um, when you were just really honing your first ever 10 minutes or 20 minutes. So for me, that stuff about like, you know, sort of losing my virginity and being like awkward about that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've caught myself at a couple of gigs recently being like, I'm, I'm a sort of, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a graying, you know, bearded 32 year old man. It's like people aren't really leaning in to quite the same way to sort of what a cute, awkward, like, <laughs> you know, uh, little waif and stray you were when you were popping your chair at the age of 21. Um, I just like, that's not, and I, I did it at a, I did it not, not the one on Zoom, thankfully, but I did it at a Freshers gig. What, you like, popped your cherry? No, sorry. At a Freshers I'm a loss of Virginia at 21. Um, uh, at, at the end of my own time at university, although I think if it had happened at the Freshers gig, that probably would have, we don't need to get into the specifics of it now. I'm sure you boys have got stats of your own to bring to the table, but it's very much off camera biz. Um, I am um, half your age plus seven. Um, but with the added dynamic of a Freshers gig, you don't stay behind after the Freshers gigs. You log off and let them finish their risottos in peace. So, <laughs> but but I was doing material at Freshers Gig, and then I did stuff about losing my virginity. And again, I was like, I'm ten years older than like a lot of these. A lot of these uh, teenagers like won't even have any romantic experience yet. And so me trying to make out that I am one of them, like, the, but even worse, like look at me, what a loser I was when I was like losing my virginity when I was 21. And you're looking at people and like. Well, we're 18 and we haven't lost a bit of We don't care about this. And like, wow. So you have to have that in your head as well at some times where you think about bit, relating to the audience. But then equally, you probably don't want to do, like, I don't, I, I, I do stand up now. I've, a lot of my latest shows about becoming a father, but I don't do a lot of that at some gigs because if, it, if it's if it's a sort of student crowd or a younger crowd, you've got to hit that quite hard. Otherwise, mm. and it's partly it's your own vanity and wanting to still feel young and relevant. You're like, as soon as you do that, People are just like, oh, he's a completely different generation. And I think can switch off a bit more. So you're just trying to pitch, you you, you know, that's that's something I obsess about, I would say, as much as, um, oh, but to, to that's go. In, wait, that's you, interesting, you, though. That's you, interesting. Do you dress differently according to uh, audience? Um, I... If it's a young crowd, what you I reckon out. Ivo has a, in his wardrobe, he has about four items of clothing that he recycles. <laughs> four, It'll be like four two, items of clothing in stacks of old magazines. <laughs> that's about yeah. it. Dark blue, light blue, heat and blue. <laughs> Box of blue. <laughs> you don't need you don't need many clothes when you spend all your life in the bar. It's, it's just a load of weird wetsuits in there, sort of like skin coloured wetsuits. Yeah. I've got four shirts and a hundred towels. <laughs> Most of them are on the floor. When me and Dara are in there together, it is yeah, it's, all yeah, over it's, the place. it's for safety. So I think I don't think I, I don't think I I I think that's maybe a little bit too calculated. But I but certainly the calculation of thinking about material. Um, do you, I mean, do you have a fear of not being relevant anymore? No, is that what comedians no. have? I think no? you just sort of it's quite exciting to you know feel you sort of grow up and become you you know you talk about different things and some of your audience moves with you and also if. There's no excuse for not like being able to put yourself in lots of different places now. I think mm. I'm very aware that um, 
you know, I've, I've, I do some stuff on Radio 4 mm. uh, and, you know, certainly some of my material and general outlook is of a slightly more sort of fogeyish persona, which I'm kind of growing into. So I think I suit that sort of audience quite well. And I get particularly the Edinburgh Fringe, you know, a, a lot of sort of essentially people who either are or could be my parents' friends. They usually still are. Mum and dad really <laughs> work the phone book in July. The boy's going up to Edinburgh again. But, you know, I've done a lot of football podcasts. So even though it's yeah, probably yeah. at the sort of more non-laddy end of the football did you, spectrum, did you just go, yeah, yeah. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 